Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Dare to Self-Care. I'm Jen, lifestyle YouTuber and your host of this podcast, where we dive deep with insightful guests to find out how self-care has played a role in their success. Welcome to our community. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to our community. I am so excited right now because I don't know if you guys can tell, let me know. I got a new podcast microphone and I'm so excited about it. It sounds really good already, I think. I hope. I hope this intro doesn't go awry, but (laughs) I have headphones in my ear so I can hear how the audio sounds and it sounds really good if I do say so myself. So we should not be having any issues from here on out because I got a really good mic and I put a lot of research into it. So I'm really, really excited and On that note, I also got a desk. So if you have been subscribed to me on YouTube or if you watch my vlogs, you know it has been chaos trying to get my apartment together. We're in like a temporary space. So it's just, it's been like, do I settle in? Do I make it home? Do I not? But I think as we continue to look for other apartments in our temporary situation, we're realizing that there's literally nowhere else to go and we might as well get comfortable here because we do love the location anyway. So I finally got a desk for this little random corner in our apartment that has just been like a corner of chaos. And now that I have a desk, I'm sitting here with my new microphone, podcasting, and it just feels so good. I feel like I have my own little corner for work, then I have the couch to relax, and then the bedroom for sleep. And recently, I've just been working from the couch when I work from home, which is not, you know always productive for obvious reasons. So I just feel really good about this new setup. I feel like I have a place to film, to podcast, to record, to do work, and it's all in this area with my desk. So I'm very excited. And as you guys can hear from my voice, I think, I don't know if you can tell, but I definitely noticed my voice is raspier than usual, which we'll get into it with what was in alignment for me this week. But I'm curious if you, if any of you are the same way where you lose your voice so easily from like one night out. So (laughs) let's, let's get into it actually. So what was in alignment for me this week, and you guys reflect on your weeks as well, was We had a social week, people, okay? Let me know if you're the same in that you are either very social and in that mindset and you want to hang out all the time or you're super focused and can't be social. And that's me. I'm like on an every other week basis. I need like my week to regroup, get refreshed, focus on me, focus on Ethan, focus on career. And then the next week I'm like, who wants to get dinner? (laughs) So honestly... It's not all in alignment because I feel like trash from going out all weekend. But prior to the weekend this past week, I caught up with so many of my closest friends. I got lunch one day during the week. I had a wine and Chipotle night one week. And those are just my favorite 
times, my favorite kind of weeks where I get quality time with some of my best friends and I'm just catching up, cozying up. Like that is my favorite, favorite thing. And then over the weekend, I went out a lot, honestly, more than I have in a very long time. You'll rarely catch me going out, out Friday and Saturday night, let alone Friday night, Saturday day and Saturday night. Who is she? I had birthdays. I had holiday parties. I had going away parties. It was all like obligations and things I wanted to go to with my closest friends. So back into hibernation, I go, (laughs) but I really do value those weekly hangouts. So Now that I'm not working night shifts at Rumble, I'm able to take two nights of the week for friends happily. It makes me so happy. I'm able to just do friend dinners or hangouts, and I really wasn't able to do that because the few nights I had off, I wanted to either spend with Ethan, especially since he cooks for me when I'm working on the night shift, or just like doing nothing. So I feel like I have more time for quality time with friends, which is really nice. And then what was out of alignment for me this week... Of course, something that was out of alignment, not sure if you even noticed, you would notice if you follow me on Instagram, but I had to take a brief break from podcasting. It ended up being two weeks without episodes because my microphone was messed up, but everything happens for a reason. And now I have a better setup all around and I needed a minute to regroup anyway. I got super overwhelmed, but I really do pride myself on putting the systems in place to be able to remain super consistent for you guys. I want to be reliable and consistent and somewhere you guys know you can always come to every single week to zen out, to get inspired, to get motivated, whatever this podcast does for you, whatever you need it when you need it. And I will continue to make you that promise. I We just had some hiccups, but I will always keep you in the loop. And 2022 will be a new year for our community. I want to take the time to really figure out what works best for my schedule and what doesn't. So It's been trial and error when it comes to how many PR clients can I take on? How many and what shifts do I prefer when it comes to Rumble? Is it the morning shifts? Is it the night shifts? How many shifts can I take on a week where I'm still making substantial money, but I'm not burning myself out and I have time to film, to record, and do everything else? So I'm trying to really take stock of all of that. I want to journal over it on um, December break and figure out What makes me feel my best and my most focused? How can I use time batching and take it a step further than I've been doing? I want to make, I don't know if it'll fully work out this way, but one day solely for podcasting, one day solely for YouTube, one day where I edit all of Shelby's vlogs and any freelance clients' vlogs, one day where I edit all of my reels and my TikToks, something like that. So we'll see. I'm really going to try and take stock and figure that out. Let's all breathe in what was in alignment for us this week and breathe out what was out of alignment for us this week. Okay, let's introduce this week's guest, which I am so excited about. You guys know I geek out on workout classes, Chris Stockel. So he is the founder and CEO of Mind Body Project. His dream is for the combination of meditation and fitness to help others in the various profound ways that these disciplines have helped him, which we will definitely dive into. Mind Body Project is a workout class in New York City. Their number one objective is to enhance mental and physical health through a unique studio experience. We will talk you through what the class is in this episode, how they do that, and it's absolutely one of my favorite classes. I won't go too into it because you're going to hear me rave about it all episode long. I've been going at least once a week, so if you're in New York City or if you're visiting, you can use my code GENMBP for your first class free. I will put all of those details in the description in the show notes. DM me if you want to try out a class together. Let's figure it out. 
And the topics that we dive into is how he started a workout studio from ideation to execution, what meditation is actually like, what you actually experience, what's really normal and you think that you're failing at it, but you're really not, and how it helped him from his intense anxiety, depression, just helped him heal through mental health issues, the importance of mindfulness, and the power of high-intensity interval training workouts for your mental health, and so much more in between. So please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. It would mean the world. I am putting them on my website. I'm featuring a ton of your reviews. So if you want to be featured, definitely leave me an amazing Apple Podcast review, please. Five stars preferred. <laughs> and keep an eye out because I've been working with my amazing graphic designer, Sammy Gomez, on my website for about two months now. And it's looking amazing. And I will probably release that next week on all my socials. So keep an eye out. Follow me. And I will see you guys next week. I hope you enjoy the episode. podcast Chris thank you so much for having me I'm so excited this has been a long time coming I'm excited to talk about all things mind body project but before we start we have to start with your top self-care tip that has played a role in your success so hit us with it Oof, top self-care tip uh, meditation meditation is number number one for me and it has been for a long time and what type of meditation like tm you nailed it on the first try. Yeah. Okay. Transcendental meditation is where I got my foundation um, and just learned the practice there. And that's what I continue to practice. Did you do one of those courses? Like, did you do the whole like week long or whatever program it is? Mine was only a couple days. Okay. But it was like in person for hours at a time, right? Correct. Yes. How was that experience? I loved it. It was um, it was fascinating to me at the time. I was really in need of something, so I was so receptive to everything that I was being taught, um, and I felt connected to the other people. I had certain like preconceived um, notions of what it would be and who would be there, and I was just like so off the mark. It, it was it was people that were so relatable, and who also just wanted to function better in their day to day. I thought it was going to be this crunchy hippie sort of environment. Yeah. And it, that was so far from reality. That's actually so helpful. Cause I've spoken about it a lot on this podcast about like wanting to go do that, but it's not even about being hesitant. I just feel like you kind of are just like, Oh yeah, I want to do that. I'll do it one day. And then you kind of just never get around to it until you're like, okay, I need something, somebody help. But it's refreshing to hear that. It's like just other people like you and me who also just needed something. hundred percent. It was, it was a, lovely experience so are you doing it 20 minutes twice a day every day are you keeping up with that <laughs> yeah <laughs> i wish and i'm not gonna lie to you um <laughs> no I, I i try to meditate every day um in some fashion you know like i use my transcendental meditation some days other days i've only got 10 minutes that i can find and i use the calm app a lot of days i'll take a class here at my body project and that's that's my meditation so you know, I try to I try to give myself leeway to fit it in as I see you know best suits my my schedule because you know there's a lot going on. We're all busy and um, 
some meditation is better than no meditation, what, no matter what form it comes in. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm curious if you, do you feel like it's gotten easier over time? Is it like, I know people always say it's like a muscle, like you need to exercise it and it'll get stronger. Cause I think like the first time anyone tries meditation, you're just like, this is awful. I can't sit still. And then you either stop there or you keep trying and then see the benefits. So do you find that that was your experience? You know, I'm not a believer in being good or bad at meditation. I think that the entire practice is imperfect um, by design. You're, you're, you're embracing the fact that your mind is going to wander to all different places. And the, the only quote unquote objective that I ever have in my mind is, can I notice when that happens? Can I look at those thoughts without judgment? And then come back to the present. That is the constant pendulum swing that happens during my meditations. And it's really kind of been that way from the jump. Do I think that I, I notice my mind wandering more often per meditation over years of, of practicing? Probably. But I don't think that it's something that you really master. Yeah, I think there's a misconception that like you try it once and your mind wanders and you're like, oh, I'm bad at meditation. I can't sit still. My mind wanders. And, and people think that meditation is sitting in complete silence thinking about absolutely nothing, but we're human and that's just not natural. Like if you ever sit in silence or like even wake up in the middle of the night or take a shower, you'll notice like the thoughts are just going and going and going and going. Like it's it's truly impossible to make them stop. But that's almost like the mental challenge of meditation is to exactly what you're saying. Look at them with no judgment and just try to set them aside like as best you can. Yeah, absolutely. Especially for newcomers to meditation. I think that there is that th those nerves heading into it of uh this is outside of my comfort zone. I don't know what's going to happen. Am I going to suck at it? You know, all of these thoughts and misconceptions in my opinion. And then they do it their first time and they're like, my mind was all over the place. I, I failed at it. And it's like, no, you did exactly what you should do. Yeah. Um, as long as, as long as you understand kind of what the practice is about with just like observing those thoughts without judgment, letting them pass on by coming back to the present moment, whether that's through the breath or some other means, some maybe bodily awareness, and then just kind of playing that game the entire time. Um, that that's, yeah. that's the whole thing. I think that's such like an accurate, realistic representation and description <laughs> of meditation. Cause I think people truly think, cause I, I do think I used to think this, that like when you really meditate, which is kind of the whole idea of transcendental meditation, but that you truly transcend into this like other galaxy and like you're experiencing something totally different than everyone who's not meditating. And like, you're really just sitting there with your eyes closed. Like just because you're not having this out of body experience does not mean you didn't meditate. Oh, totally. Um, I, I think that yes, people blow it up into something that is going to be just uniquely profoundly transformative for them and listen i think that you can help yourself via meditation but in a in a couple you know seated meditations are you going to change everything for yourself absolutely not and and to your point 
your mind, all of our minds, they're working in the background constantly. Um, they're working when we don't want them to be. We've all hit the pillow at night and been like, why won't my mind just shut off? Yeah. It doesn't do that. Um, so it's all about, you're never going to silence that. You're never going to meditate and have a clear head without thoughts. It's all about how do you manage that? And can you find some acceptance of those thoughts and of that constant activity? I think that's so important. I really don't think it's spoken about enough. I think even mindfulness experts and meditation experts kind of create this grand experience around it also. So I think that's really important. And to that, I do want to talk, like dive into this more in terms of like your story and how you discovered meditation and also fitness. Like what has your relationship with fitness and mindfulness been throughout your life? Yeah. Um, so Growing up, I was I was very much into sports, um, very much into into movement. I played basketball and I played football. So um, training was a natural part of my life for whatever it might be. I also grew up a very anxious kid and I have anxiety to this day. So my relationship with meditation started when I was in my my mid 20s. I'm 35 now. I was looking for something and I was really, I was anxious. I had done traditional forms of, of talk therapy and taken antidepressant medications to try and resolve what I was going through or, or find some semblance of, of um, reprieve. And, you know, I had, I had a friend who said that she, you know, did transcendental meditation and it really helped her. And, I've always been relentless with trying to help myself. I've never given up on myself, which is you know something that I'm proud of. So I was game to go check out, you know, a, a transcendental meditation like two day training course, and it really was impactful for me. I have the overactive, self critical type of mind. And sitting down to meditate was game changing for me to just almost make friends with that, that mind, like have a more of a playful relationship of like, Oh, look, my mind's doing that again. That's just what it's been trained to do. And instead of trying to shut it down and block it out or quiet it, it was more like a, just listen to it, observe it and try to find like make peace with it. All the while uh, I was doing, uh, fitness was a big part of my life. In my early 20s, I was doing some silly sort of, um, I would call them bro type of workouts of, you know, just <laughs> bench press and bicep curls and just aesthetic type workouts. And I wasn't training really. It wasn't physically exhausting. And then I discovered HIT, And I remember going to my first HIT class. And I remember being 20 minutes in and having to leave the room. Like, I thought I was fit at that time. I was under the illusion that I was fit. Um, I left that room after 20 minutes feeling, like, nauseous and like I was going to pass out. And I was like, wow, this is a moment, or I, I, a very humbling moment. So then I got addicted to hit because I had to go back and improve. Yeah. 
Everyone has that moment, I feel like, where they go into their first workout class and they're like, I'm going to throw up. And then you feel like the guilt, not the guilt, the shame. And you're like, oh, I'm the worst. I'm so out of shape. How like this is so embarrassing. But like I work at the front desk at Rumble. There are people who come in for their first time and leave early all the time because they're just like their body and their mind are just not conditioned to it yet. But then they keep coming back and like seeing their face as they get stronger and stronger and like enjoy it more and more. It's, it's so rewarding. And I think it goes back to how you were saying, you just never give up on yourself. And I'm curious, like how you've maintained that mentality, even through when you found that hit workout, instead of being like, Oh, that's not for me. I'm not good at it. How did you, and how can anyone like in their first workout class experience, just keep going? Oh man. Well, you have to have that you you have to have a certain resilience about you which i think that everyone has inside of them where it's it's not a oh my god I, I, you can have the moment where you're like oh i sucked at that yeah. we, we're all we can all be judgmental of ourselves but once you've had some time to process it are you drawn back to do better um rather than give giving up and you don't have to be drawn back to that. Maybe the, maybe the workout wasn't for you. Maybe you didn't enjoy it and you never will. But if it's something that you're like really interested in and you gave it a try and it didn't go as planned, you know, try it again. See if you can get 10 more minutes into it. See if maybe you can pace yourself a little bit better. Like don't pick up such a heavy weight. Don't move at, you know, light speed. You know, try and really pace yourself and focus on maybe more of the fundamentals and technique so that you can get through the class and then you can use that as a building block for for better performance in the future. Yeah. And well, first of all, I think it's so important that you said maybe that workout isn't for you because I think there are so many out there. And if just because you didn't like one doesn't mean that you all don't like working out in general like maybe spin wasn't for you, but you go to a boxing or a Pilates or a yoga class and like you fall in love with it. So I think that was so important that you said that, but also finding an instructor you like can also be game changing. And I know you're saying like focus on form and all of these things, like even though it's not an individual uh, experience in a group fitness class, you can still talk to the instructor before class, after class, ask for correction on your form. Like there's so many ways to navigate a workout class between finding the one that works for you and then also finding the right instructor for you because every instructor has a different approach. And I do really want to get into that with you and like starting Mind Body Project and how you find your instructors and all of that. So I would Mm -hmm. love to just dive into like, we know your story with fitness. We know your story with meditation. So how did you decide or come up with the concept like, wow, I need to combine these two. Yeah. So, um, it, it comes from a very personal place, you know, as, as I mentioned, like meditation and high intensity interval training, the two of them served unique purposes that I found to be so beneficial. Of course, there's the fitness element, like hit is going to get you into great shape. It's a relentless and exhausting workout, but the mental part was, was bigger to me. Um, Meditation allowed me to observe my thoughts and be non-judgmental towards them. HIT allowed me to have one hour a day where my mind couldn't overanalyze, couldn't 
assess the yesterday or the tomorrow or whatever might be causing me anxiety because you're literally like kind of focused on survival. <laughs> you know, yeah. you're in that fight or, fight or <laughs> flight mode. And, and, and I personally didn't have the capacity to overthink. I'd be more like, I have 10 more reps of this. It made me feel so in the moment. Um, so I had these, I had meditation, I had high intensity interval training, and I had a whole career in digital media prior to this. Um, oh, wow. But I, I, I had the itch and I was like, this, there's a there's a void in the marketplace. I think that there's a unique concept that ties together mental wellness, like intentional mental wellness and high intensity fitness in a group setting. I don't see it being done. And how awesome would that be if it could be done in an organic way that helps people? I wanted to show or create a class that shows you two polar opposite ends of the spectrum, like I want to give you your most tranquil and peaceful moments of the day, as well as your most intense and exhausting moment of the day. Um, so I just, I got that itch to create this, this format. And I didn't initially know how it would manifest as a, as a, a product or a, an experience. Um, but I iterated and I brainstormed and I got obsessed with it. And I was really excited about what it could look like. Um, I spent a lot of time at the New York Public Library on my, on my laptop, just banging away at my keyboard and drafted up a business plan and just continued to listen and have conversations with people who I respected and, and, and smart folks in this industry and outside of the industry who are more just general entrepreneurs. And I, I landed on this current format that we have here at My Body Project and been tweaking it ever ever since. I mean, it, I I always like to refine and improve and tweak. Um, so what you've experienced plenty of times in class, Jen, is is what we what we are right now. But I always want to find ways to make this more impactful. Um, make it allow it to help more people um, in a in a deeper way. Well, you absolutely nailed it because you're right. It was a complete gap in the market that I never even realized because you can find mindfulness, some meditation in like a yoga class or any low impact class. A lot of the times they might incorporate it, but any hit class that I've gone to, it's it's like we're grinding, we're hustling, and then like I'll give you a 50 second stretch and like that's it. No meditation, no nothing and like you're in there just to work your ass off and that's it and I just remember I think you were there after my first class I like couldn't shut the fuck up I was like this is amazing <laughs> I've never had an experience like this where I could really focus on mindfulness and breath work but also do a hit intense workout and I feel like I've never I feel like I've always had to kind of choose like do I want to do a low impact like self-care moment or do I want to go like crank it out and I feel like when I'm feeling a bit of I really need to meditate but I really need to work out I, I always know like oh I'm gonna go to mind body project like every time and what you were mentioning before about your experiencing with hit like being so present because you're so focused on survival that I feel like put words into my love for hit that I didn't really get like 
I always say, you know, my favorite part about a workout class is that I'm not on my phone. My phone is nowhere to be found and I'm just focused on me. But in Pilates and low impact classes, as much as I love them, my mind does wander and hit really is it's like the most you're ever going to get to just being so tuned in and focused on like yourself and the task at hand and that's it. And then you also get the bonus of endorphins and like the energy for the rest of your day. But then in your class, it's also the meditation and breath work. So I'm, I'm just obsessed. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. And I'm so, I'm so glad that, you know, we've had that effect on you and you think of us when, when you're in need of, of that combination. Yeah. We have a goal here of, you know, like you said, hit classes, there is somewhat of a blueprint for hit classes and it is come in, get warmed up and then just start banging away. Um, and then have your finisher. Like it's typically yeah. like, you know, very exhausting. And then it's a very brief stretch and you hit, hit the exits. And listen, I think that that, that is a tried and true model. Um, it works at so many places that you and I know of. Mm -hmm. um, we want to do something differently where it's, you know, we've all been there where it's like, oh my God, it's one minute before class start time. I'm hustling off of the subway or out of an Uber or whatever, and I got to get into class. And then you hustle, you throw your stuff in a locker, and then you get into class. And then it's like, okay, hustle to grab your weights and do this and that. We actually have five minutes of meditation at the beginning of class. So like you can leave that anxiety outside. Sure, you can come in with it, but we're going to properly settle you physically and mentally into this space and create some separation between whatever happened before. That's a goal of ours. At the end of the workout, instead of, you know, doing the finisher where you get your ass kicked and you're sweating and huffing and puffing, and then just leaving. Instead of that, we want to bring you back into a place of calm, of tranquility, of ease. So we have the five minutes of meditation at the end so that you're not leaving the studio like jittery and kind of like still shaking from the workout. But yeah, you sweat, you got your butt kicked, you got an awesome workout in, but you, you, you're kind of floating out of here feeling centered. That's the goal. And I think that we've done a pretty good job with it, but I think we can always do more. Absolutely. And I'm like such a morning workout person, but last week when I came to take a night class, it's so true. It's like you're rushing to finish up work to go take your workout class at night. And then you're like, your endorphins and, and everything are going and then you're supposed to like wind down for bed. But it's nice because like I was going and going and going and then like, the meditation, the stretch, it's not a quick meditation, quick stretch. Like it's, it's really intentional and really helps you slow down to exit the class. So I love it. I want you to like anyone who's listening, who just has no idea what class we're even talking about. <laughs> can you just dive into like the format as it stands now? Yeah, of course. So the format is uh, five minutes of guided meditation to start the class focusing typically on prepping the mind, prepping the body for the work that is to come. And also, like I said, detaching from whatever happened earlier in your day or outside of the studio, properly arriving. And then we gently transition you into movement. So there's a warm up to kind of awaken the body and the mind from that meditative place. Um, 
And then we build into high intensity interval training that utilizes these TRX suspension trainers here, um, dumbbells, and then body weight. It's pretty simple, limited equipment, um, but it's 40 minutes of movement. That's kind of like the meat of the sandwich. And then at the end of the workout, we have five minutes of an additional kind of closing meditation. And the goals there are to a, show some gratitude and appreciation for yourself for carving out that time for you, for getting through the experience, and then to send you off with something, some sort of message that might help to improve your day, improve your outlook, something that we think people need to hear. And that varies from instructor to instructor, day to day. But we like to leave everyone with something, some form of encouragement as they hit the exit. Yeah. And I don't know if it's just Kendra who does this, you tell me, but there's also a brief moment in the middle, like halfway point where she's, we like come back. It's not an extensive meditation, but it's like lights go out, come back to your breath. And you just have like a moment, like a minute yeah. to come back to your breath. Is that across the board also? Yeah. I'm glad that you mentioned that. Um, so that's called the reconnection. Um, and that is a, an intentional moment, uh, that we've created inside of the class program to do just what you said. It's, um, it's after a very kind of cardio heavy portion of class where your heart's racing and you're sweating and you're in need of a break. And then you get to the reconnection and the lights come down and we ask that everyone puts a hand on their heart and a hand on their belly to kind of reconnect with your body and reconnect with the present moment. Because like you and I were saying, you know, oftentimes with a hit workout, you go elsewhere because yeah. you're really just in survival mode. So it's kind of like a challenge to bring yourself back to this moment, feel that you're still in your body and you're in this present moment and it gives everyone a nice break that is very much needed at that central part of class that's one of the more intense moments throughout the class so so yes that is um great call i'm glad that glad you mentioned it yeah it's always <laughs> just so needed because the class is so hard like truly if anyone comes in after this episode and they're like have that oh shit moment that we were talking about before just know it's so hard for everyone no matter how in shape you are like it's a lot of cardio you pick your own weights for the weight portion but like for cardio like everyone's out of breath so then when you get to just come back to yourself it's like it's true you get to like almost come back to like that mind body connection especially after a moment of like fuck I need to stop moving <laughs> like to just be like okay wait why am I here let's take a breath and then like you just get like a nice little refresh midway so I just love how intentional the class is which I do want to get into like what it's like owning a workout studio like more in the behind the scenes of it all because I just I'm so intrigued by it because it's so much more than like just launching a product or creating a product. It's like you were coming up with an entire like fitness modality. And then also in a workout class, you really have to cultivate like such an environment to match 
the class and like whatever vibe you want to portray. So there's like the environment, the design, there's the workout itself. Like there's so much that goes into it. So I'm curious if someone wants to start their own fitness studio and they're like, where the hell do I start? I know you were like, I was chomping away at the keyboard, but like, what were you doing? Like, how do you start? (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, to me, you have to start with an idea that you think is, is worthy and valuable and something that you're crazy passionate about because you will run out of gas if you're not passionate enough. And this, this is my experience. I am, it's deeply personal, this concept to me. Meditation and HIT, as I mentioned, have helped me in so many ways. I want to spread that to as many people as I can. That's what keeps me going all the time. I think in some cases, people see it as, oh, this is a great business idea. That's a little bit different. If you think it's a way to build a great business, nothing wrong with it, but I personally would be concerned about my own motivation kind of stalling out at times. I find it more beneficial and motivating for me to think about how can I help as many people as possible and spread this modality to as many people as possible. That keeps me going. So yes, you have to start with an idea that you're passionate about, I think. Man, the steps after that um, (laughs) get, get more mechanical in terms of how do I start a business? There's a million different steps. There's And there's a million concurrent projects that you need to have going on simultaneously. I needed to find a broker to like look at spaces. I already had my business plan developed, but you know, I studied business in, in college, but did I know how to write a business plan? No. Yeah. I had to Google business plans and YouTube how to write a business plan and just be scrappy and curious, you know, and I put together a business plan. Yes, hire a broker, look at spaces, start to build out the website, all the while, like refining what's the most important thing is what goes on in this room, right? You know, like, okay, I want to combine meditation and high intensity interval training. It's a cool idea. How, you know, so so what does that look like down to the finest detail? How many minutes of each each um, discipline are you going to do? What kind of equipment? What does the room look like? What type of materials are you using in the room? Do you want it to be musical? Do you want people moving in unison? Do you want people? It, it, it's There's so many different factors to think of in terms of the experience. So I would kind of separate it into two buckets. It's like, what is the what is the product? and the experience that you're creating. And then the other stuff is really like business, entrepreneurial items, many different projects running at the same time. You have to have very thick skin, deal with a lot of rejection and a lot of you know moments of disappointment, be able to press through them where, for instance, you know, this was not the first space I looked at. <laughs> this is not the first space that I applied you know, to, to rent out. There were two other spaces that I was like near the finish line. One was in Soho and one was in NoHo. And both of them fell through at the last minute. And it was like, you know, it was heartbreak in that moment. But, you know, I believed in, in what I was creating enough to, to say, okay, that sucked. Tomorrow's a new day. Let's get back on the horse and look at other spaces. And I, I think this this place is actually perfect for what we're doing. 
Yeah. Um, it all happened happened for a reason. But yeah, you have to you have to be relentless in your pursuit of whatever it is you're looking to achieve. And I think passion drives that. Yeah, I was going to say, I think it all goes back to what you were saying before, which is you need to be obsessed and passionate with not only the product, but like the story behind it, your why behind it. And I relate with that a ton just with my podcast and YouTube. Like if you're starting a YouTube channel or a podcast just to make money or be famous, those things, (laughs) they're not going to happen overnight. And they're not like I've been doing this for three years. And if I didn't have an actual message and want to build a community and so much more than money, I would have burnt out of gas, whatever you said before, run out of gas. Like it's the same. 100%. Yeah, it's it's the same thing. And you probably would have stopped after the second rejected venue because you just were over it. But if you have the passion and the drive and a why behind it, I think you just become obsessed and figure it out. Like you were saying, you Google, you watch YouTube videos. Like we have information at our fingertips. It's just like, how obsessed are you with your idea to make it happen? And I really do feel like that's just a constant theme. That is a constant, absolutely. Because you are going to be, there's going to be shit in your way that you don't foresee coming. And it's going to happen all the time. So in order to press through all that stuff, you better have a fire in your belly for whatever you're doing or else that stuff's going to derail you or you're going to get, to frustrate and say, I'm moving on to something else. But if the idea and the passion is all consuming to you, then that's not even really an option. It's, oh, yeah. I'm done. I'm going to move on to something else. Yeah. It doesn't exist. So I'm curious then, what is like the biggest challenge of having your own workout studio? And then what's your favorite thing? Yeah. So biggest challenge is to, to, to be honest with you, and that's probably not the answer that you were expecting, but like the biggest challenge right now is, is, um, climate COVID really a big obstacle. If we're being honest, Mm -hmm. there's other challenges and there always will be, but you know, on a macro level, COVID has impacted the group fitness industry in a profound way. In my opinion, like it will come back, but we know there there were a lot of a lot of fitness studios all over the place that didn't didn't make it mm-hmm. and the the market still isn't back to where it once was i think that it'll come back cuz i think that group fitness is something that is compelling and i think that we as humans really crave community and in person connection um we've lost a lot of that over the past two years now. Um, but I think that, you know, at our core, that's something that we'll always need and always come back to, but it'll take time. So yeah, that is, that's a major challenge is just, you know, fighting through COVID and some of the economic implications that it has. Okay. So what's your favorite thing? Oh yes. My favorite (laughs) thing, my favorite thing by far is people's responses to the class, positive responses. That's what keeps me going and motivated. And, and those are the moments that that stick out to me in, throughout the, the brief history of this place. Like I can recall specific moments of specific people being like, that was amazing. Yeah. I loved it. This is, this is game changing and it helped me. And 
then, you know, there's that, there's that review of the class that I love and it drives me so much and it drives everyone here yeah. um, on the team. Cause we're all passionate about kind of the cause, but also something little things, multiple people have come to me saying, I had never meditated in my life before. Yeah. I had always kind of wanted to, and this was my entry into meditation. And now I actually do it on my own outside of this place. And it's helped me. I'm like, wow. Talk about like having an impact in someone's life. Like, like I get goosebumps just talking about that. Yeah, that's um, huge. To, huge. Because like we were saying before, people are intimidated by meditation or just like aren't interested. And if they're coming to your class for the workout and they almost get tricked into discovering how beneficial meditation can be, and then they start doing it every day and it changes their life. Like you're kind of, you're spreading awareness about breath work and meditation. It's awesome. Totally. Yeah. I mean, in a, in a lot of ways, we were introducing it in a setting that is somewhat familiar to people, like a right. group fitness setting. Like people can get over that hurdle of they do it every day, going to all different places. Of I'm going to a group fitness class. Um, if we can slide in meditation, like and you're here, you're going to do it, mm -hmm. right? You can't really avoid it once you're yeah. in the room. <laughs> then that can help introduce people and propel them forward with that practice of meditation. Yeah. Um, Especially yeah. in a city like this too. Like I find myself just on the go so much that I lose sight of my meditation practice because I'm just like, got to get up, got to go to the workout class, got to do this, got to do that. So to be able to squeeze it in, in my workout class, it's like a huge time saver and very convenient also for living in a crazy city like this. So I think it's like the perfect place to <laughs> force people to meditate. <laughs> <laughs> totally. And you, you hit the nail on the head. That, that was, that was one of the, the reasons why I created this place was because, you know, I was an avid meditation practitioner for years and years. And so many people, I, I was very public about that with my friends and family. And, and so many people would say to me, you know, Chris, that's something that I could really use in my life, but I just don't have time. And those same people would carve out an hour a day for right. the gym. So I, it, that really sparked kind of like uh, some curiosity and some creativity in my mind of like, well, what if we killed two birds with one stone and you could have both, you know, because mm -hmm. I, I get it. Everyone's got limited hours. And if you carve out an hour for the gym, that might mean that you are, you know, sacrificing time for something else. So if you could fit encapsulate both in one experience, you know, it, it removes the reason for not meditating. Um, yeah. So that was a big driving force of, of my why. Yeah. And I did want to actually ask also, before we get into the ending segment, um, did you, because I know this is like a big roadblock for people in trying to break into or start a business in any industry. Did you get NASM certified? Did you or like to come up with the modality? Did one of your instructors help? Like, what was that process like? Um, I did not get NASM certified. Um, I was a, a fiend for group fitness classes, however, yeah. for many years. Um, my, my number one place was fitting room. Um, 
which for anyone listening is a high intensity interval training studio with like a heavy emphasis on kettlebells. Um, so that was kind of my, my home studio for a long time. And I really started to observe and take notice of how they conducted their classes, how they programmed, how they ran the overall studio, what they cultivated. And I have so much respect for them. And then I also went to, I'll do whatever workout. I'll go to any studio. So I really started to kind of, you know, parade around all the different fitness studios that we have at our fingertips in New York City. Um, so I did what I would call, I guess, market research, but it was also in the in the name of getting fit. Um, yeah. I so no, I did not get an ASTM certification. I I did build the um, the format and the framework for for the class. However, I have so many people who have also contributed to fine tuning and to tweaking it to what it is today, not the least of which are, are of course, my instructors mm-hmm. who I love and are incredible and, and equally passionate about the work that we're doing here. They were and they continue to be the, the leading voices of how are people responding? What could we do better? What do we need to implement and change? And um, so I've had plenty of help. Yeah. And I just think it's so important to share because it's like, it all goes back to if you are obsessed with something enough, you're going to naturally do the market research and you can't, you're not going to use an excuse like I'm not a trainer, so I can't open a studio or it applies to any industry. Like you, we're living in a day and age where like you can really do anything if you're passionate enough about it. So I just, I had a feeling and I thought that was, I think it's inspiring. And I'm sure also like your trainers create their own classes in terms of like the actual workout and the programming. And then you were able to sort of make like the overall format, which is really cool. Yeah. 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 I, I kind of, I helped develop the framework, you know, and, but they have so much creative Liberty within that framework to do what they're, they're best at, which is to, to make this whole thing work, make it effective, make it safe, um, all, all of the above. So yeah, they, they, they have done an incredible job of coloring in the lines. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. I'm obsessed, but let's go into <laughs> the ending segment, fun facts and favorites. What is, if you have one, your morning routine? Yeah. Morning routine is, Lately, it's five-minute journal. Are you familiar with that? I do it every single morning and night. <laughs> oh, high five! I'm all about convenience when it comes to mindfulness. <laughs> it's so it's great. I love it so much. I've been doing it for like two years. Wow, I'm I'm pretty new to it. I've been doing it for probably a few months, but I do love it. It's it's a new part That's of my great. routine. Yes. Um, next step is is taking out my dog, and then somewhere I've in the morning it doesn't have to be necessarily at my home it could be at the studio once I arrive here um I I work in a meditation awesome okay what is your favorite book or podcast Mm, my favorite podcast right now it's actually called uh your mom's house (laughs) um it's with two comics I need something light yeah um I do. I, I work my butt off at this place and it's an opportunity for me to just like unplug and laugh about silly stuff. It's like a husband and wife duo and they're both <laughs> comics. 
um, and they just roast each other and look at ridiculous things on the internet. And it's like, it's a little vacation for my brain from thinking about this place and how to build and grow and do all the things I have to do. I totally get that. Cause like I listen to podcasts all day long and if it's in the morning, I'm listening to like inspiring entrepreneurial stuff. If it's in the afternoon or at night, I'm laughing. Cause like, I, I just need to stop. <laughs> hundred percent. There's only so much like hard work my brain can do throughout the day. Exactly. Okay. When do you feel you're happiest? I am happiest, uh, around my family with my dog around holidays, typically outside of the city. You know, I spend, I've lived in New York city for 13 years. And as much as I love it, I love the breaks away from it and getting some nature into my life. That's big for me. Yeah, I definitely get that. It's actually funny. I was talking to someone about this yesterday. It's like, you could have the same exact to-do list while you're in the city. And then like, I just went to Long Island for the weekend for Thanksgiving and my (laughs) to-do list remained the same, but I just felt 10 pounds lighter. Like I just, Uh, it's something about the energy here. It's so inspiring, but it's also like, you just feel like you should constantly be on the go. I literally see people out my window walking right now. Like it's just, it's an on the go feeling and it like consumes you. There's like an intensity that. about everything here in the yeah. city. And and there is that feeling of like, am I doing enough? Because you'll look around, you'll see everyone doing everything. <laughs> yeah, you're like sitting at the desk at Mind Body Project, just watching <laughs> millions of people rushing to the next place. I get it. <laughs> totally. Okay. Lastly, what would be your last meal on earth? Uh, that would be chicken parm and spaghetti yeah, for sure. I'm a, a big choice. chicken chicken parm man. I treat myself to it often and it's been that way for a while. Love it. Amazing. Okay. Where can the people find you and all things Mind Body Project? Yes. So they can find Mind Body Project on Instagram at mindbodyprojectnyc. Um, mindbodyproject.com is our website. And then you can find me on Instagram at Chris Stockel. Awesome. Well, I'm obsessed with it. I have a promo code down below. I believe it's Jen MBP for your first class free. So I'll put that in the description and thank you so much. I'm sure I'll see you like tomorrow at the studio. (laughs) (laughs) Jen, it was such a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. I hope you enjoyed that episode. I would so appreciate it if you could take a moment to rate, review, and definitely subscribe so that you don't miss another insightful episode. You can also engage with the community on the Dare to Self Care podcast Instagram. So definitely join us all there and I will see you guys next week. Bye.